Hi, everybody. I'm Marv Albert. My name is Michael Jordan. I'm Xavier McDaniel, the Seattle Supersonics. Hey, I'm John Spider Sally, the Detroit Pistons. Hey, this is Rick Mahorn. I'm a bad boy for life. Now, if you're not on the Pick and Roll podcast, I'm going to come out there looking for you because you know what? Bad boys like to be listened to on the podcast. Pick and roll, baby. Pick and roll. But I'm not picking. I ain't even rolling. That just said tremendous upside with this young man. On a cloudy Jubilee holiday. We're mentioning that. In, <laughs> in the Steel City from his deathbed. <laughs> Joining us uh, as usual, Mr. Gavin Betts. Uh, how are you celebrating uh, the uh, the festivities? Have you got you, your, your Union Jack boxer shorts on? Yes, yes, I've got those. I'm ready to go. Uh, I've got my mug, my Charles and Diana wedding mug out. Uh, Camilla will never, never replace England's rose. It's bullshit. <laughs> That's all I've got to say on that subject. Nothing uh, less than I'd expect from you, uh, Gavin. Um, Good. Good. <laughs> you know how I stand on that <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> um, since we last chatted, uh, must be three weeks ago now, at least, uh, a lot has gone on in the world of uh, professional American basketball. It has, indeed. They are through to the finals. Yes. Uh, We've made it. Yeah, very much in earnest uh, this evening, I believe, the uh, NBA finals yes. will be beginning. Before we get on to that... We've Duty to recap uh, goings on of the last few weeks. Um, weren't the Sixers still hanging on? Was it the game? Yes, they were. Against the Heat, wasn't it? That wasn't quite over, but it was very much on its way to being over. Um, it wasn't quite over, but like <clears throat> the fat lady was doing her vocal warm-ups. Yeah, like that was over. Yeah, it didn't end well for the Sixers there, did it? Um, even Hubie, who's generally pretty positive uh, in his commentary nowadays, is. Uh, Pretty disgusted by the uh, the lack of effort on the Sixers side of the ball in that sort of closeout game. Um, it was embarrassing stuff, wasn't it? Um, it was. It was. Um, it doesn't speak much to uh, Mr. Rivers's coaching prowess either. As if ever there was a dressing room lost, that that looked to be one. Sort yeah, of thing. The, I've uh, never... the the post game press the post game press conferences were. <laughs> Interesting to say the least. There was a lot of uh, blame shifting and book passing, wasn't there? From a <laughs> lot of finger pointing. That's what you expect from a Sixers press conference, though, now. That's what they do. Mm. They ask Joel Embiid who he blames other than Joel Embiid, and he does it because he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, Harden was um, asking, you know, why, why didn't get Harden was, let's be honest, James Harden. That, that, he wasn't suddenly going to pull his finger out of his ass and start trying was he i think his comment was we ran our offense and the ball didn't get back to me so a bit of a dig there at, uh, at yes. Scott rivers who i thought might be on his way after this but uh, it doesn't sound it sounds like daryl Morey's kind of sticking by him for the time being probably sack him at christmas and bring mike d'antoni back if he didn't land elsewhere i, I to be honest it looks like mike d'antoni's a shoe in to me and and this is just like this he's saying that while he's sorting it out with mike yeah. pretending it's a negotiating stance for d'antoni I would have liked it to just see. Like chewing. Yeah, I would have liked to see Dot Rivers on the lake, as that would have just been a perfect ESPN <laughs> circle. I think we will. I think we will. I think that's where this ends. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes uh, LeBron to uh, to knife uh, old Darvin Ham <laughs> in the proverbial. It won't hammer. take long. Yes. So, uh, 
Yeah, not 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 good for. It us. not take long at all. No, the Grizz were. Um, I think John Morant had already got injured, hadn't he, by the time we recorded yep. the last pod. So um, they kind of staved the Warriors off for that one game at home, didn't they? Had a sort of blowout, which the Warriors look like they were on the beach for that one. But um, it... yeah, yeah, the Warriors have had a suspicious one in the, each of the last few. Yeah, the one against the Mavs on the day of the fucking gunbound atrocity. The awfulness, they yeah. seem to love so much. They just seem to not bother. You know, just yeah, yeah. They they have got those games in them, but um, Kevon Looney was back in the lineup after sort of they, uh, they struggled with the bigs uh, against Memphis, and uh, they've looked like a different team with him in the, at the five. There, he suddenly turned into Moses Malone on the offensive boards for some reason. It's, uh, yeah, some height. Who, who knew some height had helped them? Some help. I, I admire their uh, their sort of steadfast refusal to play a centre a lot of the time during these playoffs sometimes. But, um, yeah, a centre's really going to help. Yeah, I mean, we'll come on to the Boston series uh, in a bit, but I think they could struggle due to sort of not having very many bigs uh, on the roster. Um, I think it's been evident in in that series, if not in the Dallas one, where they kind of... Dallas haven't really got a big you'd have to worry about, have they really? I mean, Maxi Kleber and, uh, and Powell are oh. your rim-running perimeter types, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah, there's no... Yeah, I think... I think that's going to be the deciding factor in this, to be fair. But yeah. what, did we'll you make, what did you make of the Suns' collapse? That was uh, one of the more interesting playoff games I've ever seen. That um, the uh, the game seven there, where uh, they really shit the bed, didn't they? It was very weird. It was. It really was. Um, I can't quite believe what I was watching at times. I don't know what was going on there. It's like a collective myopia struck or something, and it was just a slide and it was just one of them where you could see people in the fucking huddles looking round for who was gonna who was gonna get out which at that point was only really Devin Booker and uh, Devin Booker seemed to be looking round for who was gonna save him well I kind of I said this on the last pod to you that I think these because these games are something coming so thick and fast you know every two day two days it was just it was bound to catch up with the likes of Chris Paul wasn't it and that's definitely what happened I think he just he looked shot, yeah. didn't he? By the time it got to sort of the later the later games in that series, yeah, he looks thirty fucking seven. Very much, yeah. He looks thirty seven, and on top of that, him being thirty seven isn't isn't too big a deal if everybody else is thirty seven. But like the pace it's played at now and stuff, like the amount of more cutting and turning and stuff people have to do, stopping, starting on dimes, it's just a recipe for tears and pulls at that sort of age, isn't it? It's yeah. not. Yeah, 27, in, 27 in the first half in that game, uh, which is just, must be some kind of record in the playoffs, surely. I'm no it's phenomenal. Historian, but uh, yeah, <laughs> Phoenix fans booing the shit out of them and like literally leaving the arena in droves was uh, quite amusing after all the fucking shit they've been talking all season. Yeah, yeah, it was very, I don't know, it was an odd, odd thing. I don't know what they do now because I don't see how you can just go again like that. And it, it's just forgotten. Yeah, I mean the eight, the eight and restricted free agency uh, situations, the interesting one there, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't see how him being there or not though affects affects that affects that circumstance where they're uh, with him. If you know, what I mean. like uh, him being on that court or not in that game didn't make a difference. I don't. Think. No, certainly a collective uh, failure. Uh, looks there. Yeah, and that's what I mean. There's a, some sort of structural thing there. 
Are they going to get to the finals next year as is? I certainly don't. No. Do you think they're going to beat this performance this year? I certainly don't. I think it's a team as it's made up that's sort of that combination of on the decline and been found out. Yeah, it was. I mean, they didn't know what to do with Donkic, did they? Did they really? No. And, uh, yeah. no, they had no idea. One dude did them. Yeah. So, all the talk of, again, regular season flat track bullies, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Um, the Celtics book series lived up very much to the hype, didn't it? Um, even without Chris Middleton, um, whose kind of absence we thought would come back to haunt Milwaukee the longer that series went on, and it proved to be the case, didn't it, really? Yanis just couldn't do it all on his own, could he? Couldn't carry it by himself. He tried, bless him. <laughs> yeah, he tried. He, he didn't come out of it any with his reputation diminished in any way, I don't think. I don't feel like people are like, oh, Yanis isn't what we thought Yanis was because he couldn't beat that team by himself. Yeah, it really looked like they got it in the bag after that game five win where... Hugh Holiday was huge down the end, wasn't he? On the defensive end with a block on Smart and then and the steal and stuff. And you really thought, as good as Boston had been on the road, they'd just close it out at, uh, at home. But once they lost that game six, you, you never really fancied them, did you, in game seven? And, uh, no, it, no. It didn't it, end up it, being it close. felt like that, that was their chance. It disappeared somewhere in the second quarter. Yeah, they kind of... Budenholzer kind of chooses to live or die by the three, doesn't he? And, you know, they play that drop coverage. Uh, with Lopez yeah. and stuff, and um, Grant Williams, uh, your man there, leave him open. He will hit an open, uh, you know, three, and uh, and then tell you about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you text me during that. I think it was during that game or after that. Uh, yeah. He was starting to get on your tits a bit, and uh, funny. Some of the other basketball podcasts I listened to sort of followed that up after, just like he's an annoying little fucker, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He fucking is. I mean, even his own teammates look like you know. That, that, that tell him to calm down at times, you know, in Imiadoka in, in especially. Just like, all right, Grant, <laughs> we get it, you know. Um, just, just chill the fuck It's out. one of them where it, one day you push the wrong button, though, and that comes back. Yeah. One day you push the wrong button and Grant Williams ends up as a meme, if you know what I mean. He reminds, like me, that, of, uh, he reminds me of Red's dad on Friday, you know, when uh, they're arguing with Debo <laughs> over the bike. <laughs> you, know, you know the guy I mean? Yeah, Red. <laughs> yeah. He looks like him for some reason. He just reminds me of him. I don't know why. He looks like a 50-year-old man. He doesn't look yeah, yeah. He, he's, he looks ageless. He could be anywhere between like 55 and 15. Looks like he should be working on the angle. Looks like he should be working security at JFK or something. I don't know. He's just got that sort of <laughs> somebody's dad look about him. He's just really weird. Oh, but yeah, annoying, annoying. Really fun. Yeah, I can I see me uh, getting even more wound up by him in the next uh, couple of weeks watching this. Uh, oh, yeah, he's really going <laughs> to... To be fair, though, he's just, I don't know, Draymond. But yeah. Sake. So, yeah, ha Enjoy that. <laughs> um, did you watch much of the Heat-Celtic Heat, uh, series? It was... Uh, For my team, I fucking well to did. say the least. It's... Jesus Christ, yes. Proper uh, attritional. Oh God, it was. I, I couldn't. I had to turn a few of the games off, just like, just stop watching. It was just like, oh my God, it's it's a proper rock fight, wasn't it? It was. It was. It was. Um, I don't really know how to do, like. And it, was just, it wasn't so much a defensive masterclass as like an offensive shambles at times. Yeah, both Miami, of Miami are really hard to watch offensively. Batman Bayou for all these sort of talents and stuff. He's if he's your second option offensively, you're probably in trouble. I think. He's just definitely. That's 
not really his game, is it? It's not at all. Kyle Lowry aged overnight. Yeah, he looked to, looked to be carrying a bit of timber there. Old, uh... Kyle looks like he spent the off-season staring into the fucking Ark of the Covenant or something. <laughs> like, just gone. And then they're like, oh, occasionally you put, like, fucking two baskets together towards the end of the game. Like, but just, I don't know. They didn't have a point guard. Yeah, Horford and Smart were missing, weren't they, for the first game and stuff. And Mammy took that and it was just, it always seemed like one team was just never at the races in most of the games. There was a few, yeah. few blowouts, wasn't there? In the... There was. We saw the Jimmy Butler game, as you'd expect as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, how, how did you feel about him taking that three at the end uh, Game seven. I think it was the right shot, really. I mean, yeah, I think it was the right shot. It's gonna make if anybody's gonna make it, it's him on that team. I, don't, I think there was a load of the thing with the Miami Heat is um, never know where the fucking money goes. Well, they sign these players to these big contracts, don't they? And they look bad at the time, but they tend to over overpay players contract wise. Like think of Myers Leonard and. Yeah, uh, you know you have some white sides, and again we've seen Duncan Robinson, who they paid last year, who couldn't get on the court in this series, basically. But literally couldn't play him. But I think on the flip side, this off season because they have those sort of salary slots, uh, they're easily tradable for someone maybe earning the same money or more, who's a better. Pl- Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you can very much see they're going to sort of package maybe. You know, sort of Duncan Robinson and something else together, and come away with a, a sort of a better player this off season, if you know what I mean. You know, whether it's Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell or someone, it wouldn't surprise you, would it? If you know, come October, no, no, but equally, it wouldn't star. surprise me if that player then got there and turned shit. I, I don't know. Yeah, I just I don't know where the money goes. I don't know what they're building. You look at that team sometimes, and you're like, these look like minimum dudes, and on the back for coaching such a bunch of like, ooh. People you've never heard of so well. I think it's but, still in uh, Udanis Hoslam's back garden. In safe or something. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I think I still pay Udanis Hoslam. Like, I don't know what he does at this point. Fills up the Gatorade bottles. I don't. Tyler Hero looks like a guy who uh, sort of believes his own hype, doesn't he? He does. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero does a touch of insanity about that. It wouldn't surprise me if he's uh, not on that team. I think he'd be nowhere in three years. Yeah. No. Seriously, I'm. I'm very much of the same mind. It's. Uh... It was like a cute thing in the bubble, wasn't it, for a month or so, and then it's kind of like, eh, not look great since. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's a reputation for receding down the beach fairly quickly, I think, down South Beach fairly yeah. quickly. Mike Breen pulling up lame uh, in uh, in Game Seven there, so uh, Jonesy, Mark Jones, uh, sitting in there. Jeff Van Gundy sounded like he was losing his voice during that game. It was hilarious. It was uh, it was quite <laughs> a weird one. It was a strange game. I don't. I mean, it was such a weird one. Just watch it. Like it was like Boston didn't want to win it at the end. Well, they tried their best like, to throw it away, didn't they? They needed to get to like what a hundred points. That that game was going to be whoever got to hundred first was going to win that game. Yeah, yeah. From like way through the third quarter, that was apparent. They got to ninety eight with fucking ages left, and then just Marcus, went to peace. Marcus Smart decided he was going to take the last five shots. Marcus Smart took over. Yeah, I mean, did anyone know who Max Struess was before? Sort of these playoffs. I mean, outside your NBA diehards. I mean, you, when you're asking him to sort of put it on game after game, you're probably in trouble, aren't you? It's uh, I don't know. Yeah. They, they, as a Warriors fan, that that's the only thing that's given me hope is that they really struggle to put this very limited Miami team away. You know, doesn't look great for them. So what else is there then, as a as a Warriors fan? What else about the uh, Celtic? What's 
got you worried and what's got you feeling positive? They've just always been a really tough matchup. If it, since Brad Stevens got there, they've always played the Warriors really well. And they're a really good road team. And I just think the Warriors struggle with size. I think that's where they could come stuck against the Celtics. Uh, Have they played Boston in any kind of meaningful game in that time, though, since Brad Stevens has been there? I think there was, like, a, there was the one... We're talking regular season games. How many of those are on the back of a double-ender, if you know what I mean? Like, I can't I remember just... if it was the 73-win season or the season after we played Boston and they were... Miami, uh, Golden State had won like sort of 15, 16 in a row and Boston came into uh, Oakland, smacked them, smacked the shit out of them. And that's like the memories I've got of, I don't know, yeah. Golden State playing Boston. They're, just, they're the only team apart from the Grizzlies I really, as, as a Warriors fan, I really hate playing against. And that's what makes me think this series could probably go seven games. Because they're a very good yeah. team as well, Boston, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, a bit better, that crowd is one of those that yeah i mean i know going into Miami is not quite, quite the same as going into oakland but well it's not oakland anymore obviously but so it's definitely a louder arena than Miami, i'd imagine yeah i don't think they give a shit about that though i think they're one of those where their whole court fans are so fucking that it's a relief sometimes to not be there and i just think getting peyton back's massive you know if he's back and anything like he has been uh, you know thing is i think gary peyton's playoff shining moment has been and gone already um i don't know what he does in this i, I don't know who he stops i think he's but, just a more defensive guard so they can't just constantly pick on steph curry do you know what i mean and i think that'll be I Boston's approach i don't know i don't know i just it's not stopping jason tatum is he so that's your fucking problem right there who does that do you think we'll see iggy i don't I mean, maybe in some fucking garbage time because you're paying him, so you might as well. Do you think but... they've been saving him for this moment? Or... What can he give you at this I stage? don't saving him at all. I think there's <laughs> nothing there. I think they bought in the ghost of fucking Andre Iguodala and he's been busy making NFTs of himself or something <laughs> the whole fucking time. It's certainly approaching I think Janice it's a Haslam fucking territory. stupid move. But yeah, it's the same thing, isn't it? It's it's a, re- a back-end reward for previous stuff. It just seems weird that he left. And then came back. Yeah, I mean, didn't really do a great deal at Miami, did he? No, not at all, because he's finished. He's done. It's, you know, it's his time. There's no shame in that. He's old as shit. He's um, contributed heavily to the way the NBA has panned out over the last decade. So he can be proud of his fucking career. But I don't think he's going to come in and have any kind of impact on this. I think your hope as a Warriors fan is just that this... You know the longer layoff they've had after taking care of Dallas, or you know maybe give them the advantage in game one. Um, you, you got a feeling Boston need to nick one of these first two, don't you? Game two is really probably the big one. Because if you get down two 0 it's the odds aren't great, are they? The odds aren't great purely just because of experience. Because well, the Warriors have thrown it away from worse than that before. I think that's that's where that comes into value now. There's a fair few of that team who fucking shat the finals bed. Pretty much as bad as anybody ever shot the finals bed mm. against Cleveland. So there's, yeah, that's not going to happen again. I think Wiggins needs oh. to keep up this level of play as well that he's shown in the playoffs as well for for Golden State to really have that third guy, especially defensively. You'd imagine he's going to pick Tatum up at times and stuff. Yeah, he's going to have to because because just because of the size and ability to move his feet sideways and backwards. 
that's what I mean. I just don't see who matches up well against him at all in the Warriors. They'll, they'll switch a lot of stuff, I'd imagine. We'll see. I mean, Clay Thompson, he's still a big youth, you know. He can't really, <sighs> really as mobile as he once was, but he's stout, if you know what I mean. Yeah, he's sturdy, but I, I think he's another. I don't think we'll ever see Clay Thompson. Anywhere near what Clay Thompson was before. I think he needs to change his game. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's possible, really, is it? His game is his game. It's not really. I don't, I can't, he's trying a bit more of this off the dribble, sort of mid range stuff, but that's. I don't know. It's not really his thing, is it? Especially not at this level. I don't think against Boston he's going to have that room. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. There's a hell of a lot of reputation, like idea based on reputation with the, the Warriors, and not very much on what I've seen. Well, we're not getting these it's, curry sort of 40, 50 point games, are we, anymore? That's not really, that seems to probably be a thing of the past, doesn't it? It's, yep. You know. Like, it's just what I mean. Each of these, are, each of the Warriors pieces is severely sort of diminished currently. And um, it's hard to see how they come back. Whereas Celtics just feel a bit more like they're peaking. I think Robert Williams has got to stay healthy, though. I think that's where they're going to have the advantage, possibly, because... He's a big youth, is he? And if they can throw him and Horford sort of as rim protectors, I think that... Yin and Yang. Yeah, that's going to cause Warriors a lot of trouble. Yes, yes. Al Horford is the sort of player that you sort of always had for a long time. David West and stuff like that. But yeah, like yeah. the sort of intelligent big man who's been around, seen it and done it, that knows where to stand, knows where to push his hip and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I've, I've said that all season. That's the kind of player the Warriors have been missing. Uh, Nemanja Bialicia, not really that guy, sadly. No, not really that guy. Not really that guy, unfortunately. Yeah, I think they really do miss that. And I like the combination of Horford and Williams for the control guy and the, the one in the background just ready to jump across and swat at all. I think there's a lot of players who are kind of wasted because um, people try and make them Al Horford. You know, like um, the Nerlens Noels of this world, the JaVale McGee's, that you can, yeah, they can be really useful if you embrace the fact that they're long and will, uh, jump, will willing to jump and swat at anything. And yeah, they might foul out quickly, but, but instead people try and make everybody Al Horford. Like, oh, he's big, but we need him to be controlled. He needs to stop getting into foul trouble, like Kaminga or something. Oh, he needs to be more experienced, more canny. Stop getting into foul trouble. Why? Except he's going to be, what, 15, 20 minutes a game, well, and yeah, you, that's you, that. you got your, your 20 minutes a game players and your, you know, your 35 minutes a game players, and there's a massive difference. Hmm. Well, well, I the, think uh, playoff games, Big Al, without making the finals. So uh, he's I know, it was, a, it was a Clarence. Yeah. That one, wasn't it? It really was, yeah. I saw that, yeah. 114 playoff games without making the finals. 140? 140? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot. That's insane. A couple of seasons, nearly. He deserves it, to be fair. Um, yeah, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to some late nights. Uh, well, not looking forward, but <laughs> um, staying up. It's for good. The, I like. Um, it's back. To, it's good to be relevant I like again, Kevin. Classic colourways. Yeah, let's go with the white and the green. You know, and let's not piss about with these black uniforms in the finals. Let's keep it old school. It's not going to happen, obviously. Yeah. But these are two old school franchises, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I'd really like to keep it that way. I think if. Uh, I think if Chris Middleton had been healthy, I'd have been more scared of the books in the finals than I am of the Celtics, though. I will say that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really think they would have. I, I, I think Giroud Holiday would have had a fucking feast. Giannis doing that stuff, so... No, no, the 
Forest would really struggle, I think, against them. So, um, but here we are. Yeah. Yes. Um, I fancy it's the... come up well. It's come up well. Well, once it got to that Celtics and Heat at the other side, it was like, all right. I texted a uh, friend of the podcast, Jeremy Patterson, at the beginning of the playoffs and said I fancied it to be Golden State, um, Boston, but stupidly didn't put any money on it. So. What do you uh, what do you fancy? What's your prediction? Just just for balance, I'm going to say Boston in six. I can't go against the Warriors. Um, I know you wouldn't, so no, yeah, but, uh, that's fair enough. I think so that's why, yeah, I'll say Boston in six. I think seven games. I think this is a seven-gamer. I think the extender, Scott Foster, will be brought in. Um, <laughs> he's a, did you see that guy what's he called is it Kane Fitzgerald uh, one of the refs he fucking loves himself that guy he's like um, can you remember Leslie Nielsen in Naked Gun when he's like the umpire at a baseball game and he's doing all the like, walking and shit he, he was literally <coughs> in one of those I can't remember what game it was now but uh, yeah hopefully we won't see him because uh, he, he tends to put on a show it's uh, never good seeing the officials no, like that it really is it's going wrong somewhere seeing the officials so much so yeah here we are uh yeah game's starting tonight after uh, after you've had your jubilee garden party gav um that's right get your bunting out uh, that's right and then, uh, Come on. And then some basketball yeah you're off, on your, you're off on your travels so we'll we'll try and get on the air again during the finals i guess definitely will there's plenty of time sure. for that it's out. finally this is it we've come back here again the finals Another time, we all convince ourselves this is important. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really has felt more like wrestling, this playoff. It's, uh, it is, it is. I mean, apart, I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. It's well, What is it but entertainment at the end of the day? Yeah, you, need, you need characters like Dylan Brooks to hate and stuff, you know. Yes. That's what we're here for. Yes. That's, uh, the heels and the baby faces, isn't it? I think the NBA is embracing that and realising you need those. And that is good for me. I like it that there's a sort of a wave of young lads who uh, don't really give a shit about that stuff so much and are more than happy to be like the bad guy. It was funny. I was in uh, Nashville the other week and I was watching the, uh, I think it was game one of the Celtics uh, heat uh, when Butler took over in the second half. And it, it's weird watching basketball at a sort of different time of day over there, you know, because it was so used to it being like after midnight here. And it was kind yeah. of like... Uh, and it, yeah, it's weird getting this sort of chatting to a few guys that sat at a bar watching it. And it's weird to get the sort of different sort of viewpoint on the NBA and stuff over there. That Memphis, uh, Nashville, not really a basketball town either, so it's kind of like a lot of ambivalence towards it. You know, it was. Uh, yeah. It was. In, um, what time was it? That's the thing. I, I watched some of these games. And I'm like, I swear this must be fucking dinner time there. <laughs> no, well they were later. So it was like seven, eight p.m. I think. You know. So. Yeah, some of them Sunday games though. You just some like of those Sunday games, yeah. It's kind lunch. of lunchtime, yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I've been to MSG at like midday before and stuff. It's bizarre. It's yeah, it's quite strange. That is weird. I don't know how anybody turns up for a sporting event at that time. That could equally be so late to the day. Especially when you're indoors, you might as well be in a nightclub. You know, <laughs> you're paying fifteen dollars yeah. for a beer at midday. Uh, right, until next time. Uh, right, yeah. No, I've got no meaningful, meaningful left, sorry. <laughs> Peace out. Peace out.
all the fucking Jubilee shit and Southern Tories fucking love it. <laughs> 